All right, well then let's uh, let's get into this conversation with Heather. I I'll use the real okay thing. Just trying to make it easier it for your editing purposes, Nate. Do you want to do it again just for fun? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pulling Threads. (laughs) How is everyone? Pretty good. Yeah? It is Christmas time. Christmas time is upon us. That is true. With a matching schedule. Yeah. With a matching schedule. Schedule. No. Why do people say that? Where does that come from? Better. Schedule. That's British. British. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I've heard people who aren't British say it. Yeah, they're Canadians. I don't know. Well, they're not mocking Brit- Brits, but trying to be like them. Maybe they're pretentious. Like uh, this was yeah, the, take six. Who wouldn't want to be like a Brit? The acapella band. Have you ever have you heard of Take Six? In one of their songs, they use the word schedule. They mm-hmm. do really. Yeah, we had some Take Six uh, tapes in the car. Nice. They got some good harmonies. And my dad used to put them in the A-Track adapter. <laughs> so it was it fit into the... You put a little Sweet. cassette and then you slid it into the 8-Track player. Yeah. Dang. Technology. Today we're going to be talking to Heather. And I, I, I'll let Heather explain it. But her sweater is outside of what we've... The norm for us, who we've talked to before. Yeah. Her sweater's a little different than that. Some different threads. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I think it was really different threads. refreshing to hear her story and connect with her. So I think. Yeah. And and speaking of getting outside of our norm, the, the three of us have been talking and we've been talking to people who listen to us and uh, they haven't said that they're bored with what we're doing, but they have said it seems like we're, you know, very similar stories, very similar sweaters that we're talking about. And we're very open to talking and, and really want to talk to people who have not just this evangelical sweater the sweater could be anything it could be any anything you grew up believing that was a part of who you were and then at some point you started to change those beliefs or something shifted and made you question things uh we want to hear from you so text us uh email us text reach out text us well i mean most of the people who listen have our phone numbers (laughs) (laughs) we can't (laughs) no that's not true okay it's not true. <laughs> the thousands of people who are listening, the hundreds of thousands of people who are listening to us do not have our cell phone number. Yeah. So reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Yeah, we do. And, and yeah, reach out in any way. Email's fine. DM, slide into our DMs. Do let us oh, on yeah. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> mm, smoke signals yeah. work. All right, well then let's uh, let's get into this conversation with Heather. Megan, Megan, it's you today. Do you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, today's guest is Heather, and I met Heather a few years ago when I guess I was already a teacher there, right? Is that... I think so. Okay. Um, she started working in our school district at another middle school, and somehow. We, and maybe you remember, I don't know, just somehow we met through, you know, training or something Mm -hmm. and just kind of, I feel like we clicked right away. She's a very personable, uh, outgoing and just, you know, when you meet somebody and you just feel like, oh yeah, they're like (laughs) my people, uh, just open to like dialogue and chat and stuff. So we just kind of have kept in touch over the years. We've never even talked together, really. I always tried to get her to come over to our school, but She's here today to share her story, and I'm excited. So thanks for being here. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yes, thank, thank you, y'all. Heather. Yeah. So Heather, uh, this is of course a podcast where we discuss pulling on the threads of our worldview or belief systems and whatnot. So before we get into all that, can you just tell us a little bit what was your sweater? Yeah. Um, so my sweater, I feel like, is different than um, all of y'all sweaters and all the sweaters that we've talked about so far because. I grew up very non-religious. So to kind of keep in tone with the metaphor, I feel like I, when I was younger, that I thought my sweater had holes in it because um, I had, I had great parents, 
um, really loving parents, had a great childhood, but we did not, uh, we didn't grow up religious at all, never went to church or any of those things, which for the most part, when I was younger, it didn't really matter to me um, until I got a little bit older. I'd say like, I don't know, maybe end of elementary, sixth grade-ish somewhere, I started kind of wondering why we didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to back up on that, my my parents, both of them grew up uh, differently. So my mom went to church when she was very young and then never went to church again after that. So she kind of grew up not being very religious either. And then my dad, his family, both uh, his mom and, and dad were really religious and went to church every Sunday. And uh, my dad kind of just started pulling himself away from that when he was like in high school. But my parents just never, it was never something that we did. Um, and so, you know, all of my friends went to church. And I think when I was young, I like went to, I think it was called Awana's. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's some like youth group thing or something. Yeah, that... yeah it's like a little kid kind of Yeah, club. yeah. So I went to that. But what's really strange is I remember being really young and always having um, just kind of a bad taste in my mouth about church. I don't know why. I mean, I never... The only thing I, in thinking back through this, that I can say is that I know that some of my dad's family really looked down on us because we did not go to church. And I knew that as a young kid. And it was not anything my dad told me. Um, It was just something I felt at Christmas and holidays and seeing them. It was like my dad was the black sheep and now he was raising these little non-religious children that, Mm. you know, are just going to walk around sinning or something. I don't know. But (laughs) I, you know, I felt um, at a really young age that we were being judged for not going to church. And I don't know if it was that that kind of put a weird taste in my mouth about it. But um, yeah, and, and I went to church a few times with my friends and I never felt really like, ooh, I want to go back there. Like, I never had an experience at church young that really made me want to continue going. Can I ask, like, where where you were? Were you in Texas? I was in Texas, right? I, mean, I was in Red Oak. Yeah, so close to where we grew up, which is, I mean, a pretty religious town. Yeah, Everybody like Bible Belt. Went, yes, yeah, everybody <laughs> went to church. Um, and so... I guess that brings me to high school and I started really kind of doing some just soul searching and questioning and wondering, you know, am I missing out? I mean, I remember if people were talking about things that were religious, I would remove myself from that conversation because I felt so lack of better words, just like dumb. I didn't know. I don't know any stories. I didn't know some of the wording. I would just try to remove myself from that because in high school I felt like I was a pretty like I liked being friends with a whole bunch of group of people like I was in cheerleading but I was also in theater and so I had a wide group of friends but there's a group of kids that we went to school with that were really religious and I also felt like they hated me I don't know again if this is something I just put on myself or um because my fear of the unknown or if you know there ever was real judgment there um I but, mean, hearing our stories, <laughs> unfortunately, right. yeah. there probably was judgment there. Right. Well, and I now a few of my theater friends, once they got to know me and realized, like, okay, she's cool. She's not just some like awful person. Then maybe <laughs> you know. But um, I also have to add this in there because I think this is where some of the judgment and just like guilt from me comes. So my my parents, you know, when I grew up, my parents um, drank. They, um, they were always good parents. I can't preface that enough. I am still like best friends with both my mom and dad. Yeah. They seem really cool. (laughs) Thanks. Um, but I mean, my parents drank my mom back in the day used to smoke cigarettes, you know, that was, and, um, and I never thought of that as a bad thing. And then in high school, I hung out my, my boyfriend at the time was older than me. And so I hung out with this older group And some of them had this reputation of partiers, you know, would drink and do all these things. And I think I got kind of put into that group. And that was also part of the judgment that I must be sinning and doing all these terrible things. And we can't be associated with this person, you know. Um, And so and I didn't, you know, I didn't really I wasn't perfect. I'm not saying that I was some big partier in high school, but I definitely did things that I probably shouldn't have in high school. 
Um, and I say that with, I am the cautious one. I am always like, I mean, my parents said growing up, I was the one that I don't do wrong things because then I know I'm going to have to pay a consequence and that scares me. And I don't, you know, so <laughs> yeah. even if I did try a beer or do whatever, like it wasn't like I was out, you know, um, stealing things or doing something, you know, just illegal or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, but my, my best friend, Mayor and I, we decided um, that we wanted to start trying to go to church and we just wanted to see what it was about. Now, Mayor grew up Catholic and um, she definitely had some more knowledge. So she was kind of like my buffer and she knew I was nervous to go to these <laughs> churches and, and do these things. So I felt a lot better going with her. And we ended up trying a church of one of my theater friends and it was a non-denominational church. And it was, you know, we'd go to Wednesday night youth groups and there's a band and there's all sorts of things going on. And so for Mara, this was like, this is crazy. There's all, you know, because she's used to like sit, standing up, sitting down, whatever they do in Catholic church. And, <laughs> and, don't, and so, don't forget about the kneeling now. Yes, there's kneeling. <laughs> yes, there's all the things. There's But there's routine and there's like procedures. Yeah. Um, and so we ended up, you know, just kind of making friends with some people there. Um, I mean, this, we were there most Wednesdays and Sundays for, I'd say, like a good six to nine months. We were just really devoted. But what's so crazy is when we would leave church and we'd ride back, because this church was in Oak Cliff, so we had to drive there. When we'd ride back, I got more from my conversation with Mara driving home than I ever actually did from church. Um, just because... I was able to be honest with her and we were really able to kind of dig through whatever they were talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and the feeling of guilt was kind of a constant thing that both her and I dealt with because, you know, we were like, I mean, even down to the music we were listening to, we were feeling really guilty for listening to music with cuss words or that talked about things that were just inappropriate. It's, it's interesting because those like who grew up within the church, they're taught mm -hmm. that guilt, right? You did not grow up in the church and yet right. that guilt still made still its way there. to you yeah yeah i'm wondering that too cliff like where, where did that come from was it guilt because you weren't going to church was it guilt that you were like what where did the guilt come from yeah i mean the guilt well, i never had that guilt until i started going to these churches and then it was like <laughs> that's oh. that that sounds about right wow. yeah. oh, okay and, and that's what's crazy i was like shit am i bad am i a bad person I didn't know that. Maybe I am. Aww. I don't know, you know? And that's what Mary and I would talk about on the way home. It'd be like, I, you know, uh, where is the line we're going to draw? Are we really saying that we're these people? And I really think what kind of pushed me away from the church is be is my parents. Because I started telling Mara, and her mom is very similar to my parents. And I was like, if if all these things are bad, then our parents are bad. And that really was hard for me to swallow. You know, that was that was like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> I can't, you know, and, and then the other part of this church, y'all, they they would speak in tongues. And I think it was just the episode last week where I think it was your cousin that was talking about the theatrics of it and just not believing. I just felt like there was this show going on around me and I was like, do I just fake it and join in on this? Or am I supposed to, I, I don't know. It. I never really felt, even with going there and I did have some good times and I met some people and I did feel like I was starting to kind of be accepted. It never felt right to me. It really did not feel right. And that that's with me being somebody that, I mean, I feel like uh, I really have an open mind to a lot of things. So it's not like I was trying to be, I went in negatively. I was going in searching. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would say as a young person w wanting to go in, that shows that you're. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like um, if you and I were in high school together, you would have been a prime um, person for me <laughs> target. to target for me to turn as a project. Yeah. 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 I had a couple of those. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I got journal yeah. entries that just are uh. cringe worthy today. No, no, all. Don't feel sorry. <laughs> like, Megan, no, don't feel sorry. It's, it's no, horrible. I don't feel sorry for Oh, okay, okay, okay. like a, oh, ew. <laughs> yeah. <And> like, <laughs> gross, disgusting And cringe. also, like, yeah. I understand because I was there, too. What? Uh, yeah. if, if, can I ask? I, I think we're all kind of, I, I don't know. Are we talking the early thousands here? 
as far uh, as the yeah, time? I graduated in 2003. So, okay. So, yeah, yeah early that, 2000s. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah that's uh, that all sounds very familiar, yeah. Very good. So were your parents, uh, were your parents like, I don't know if you ever talked about it, were they just apathetic or were they actively avoiding church? Um, okay, so that kind of brings me to exactly where I base a lot of how I feel because I did, okay. my, my parents never, we never really talked about church. I never really knew why we didn't go. Um, and then finally in high school, when I was going through all this, I sat down with my dad one night and I'm like, I am confused, like, because they always supported me. Like if I wanted to go to church with Mara or my friends or whatever, they were like, yeah, go for it. Do, do you, you know? Um, and so when, you know, I was just having all these questions and confused if I was like a, a good human and all these things, I sat down with my dad and he was like, Heather, you, he was like, I, I don't know everything obviously, but he said, this is how I look at things. He said, the God up in heaven that is looking down on me, he knows my heart. He knows I am a good person. He knows that I do good things. And and that's all that we need. That's all. That's it. You don't have to overcomplicate it. You don't have to question every single thing. He said, am I perfect? No, but I'm a, I'm a good person. I, I do good things. I, and so that, you know, and of course that summed up a like two hour conversation we had, but it was like, wow, I'm going to, that makes so much more sense to me than all of the things I've heard the last six months. So I'm going to stick with that from right now, for right now. Um, and that's kind of what I did. I mean, I went to college. Um, never, I didn't really, my, my, I met a group of girlfriends. I was in like an all girls dorm and I met some really great girls. I'm still great friends with them. And none of, some of them had church backgrounds, some of us didn't. And so um, I remember some of them going to church on Sunday and things like that, mainly like holidays, you know, like Easter and thing, you know, whenever mm -hmm. you go to church on holidays. Um, but I just kind of separated myself from it in general. How was your like guilt? Did it subside after you? I think I kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really kind of did. I think I, um, I think I purposely separated from it all and the guilt and all of it. Um, and then I met my husband in college um, and getting to know him, I realized he grew up extremely religious. Like his uncle is a priest at a Catholic church um, and he strongly does not believe in organized religion. Mm -hmm. And so we had a lot of, you know, late night talks just into the night where and, and I felt comfortable with him. So I'm like asking him all these things about the Bible and about different things like, oh, what's this, you know, and he's kind of telling me all these things. But at the same time, I knew he, you know, wasn't somebody that wanted to go to church um, or really felt that he had to have that in his life to be full or whole or anything like that. Um, and so I knew, you know, as we dated further, I knew that, um, when we got married that we were pretty much in sync with how we felt in general that, um, you know, we both believe in God, but we don't have to go to church to prove that. Um, and I also really loved that he was just really open to people and things in the world. Cause I think college is when I found out I'm a really liberal person, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I knew that beforehand or not, but, um, I was okay with pretty much anything anybody wanted to do. And um, actually my, my brother's, my husband's brother is gay. And so that was another thing for him that kind of woke him up and like, okay, you know, well, I have a brother that's been gay since he was born. And if I'm having people in this church judge him or whatever, then that's not okay with me either. So, you know, our Josh and I coming together really kind of helped me just strengthen the little bit that I already felt, you know? So, um, and can I, mean, it, can I, can I, okay. Yeah. So at one, so at one point you talked about, you know, you felt the guilt and, and, um, and you talked about how you were yourself searching. Um, and I think you may have just alluded to the fact that you were done feeling guilty. Was there a time where you were done searching? I don't know if, I don't know if we're getting to that in your story. Were there certain threads that you pulled that stopped the guilt, that stopped the searching, or how would you? I mean, I feel like overall, I am just as a person, an overthinker and a worrier. 
just in general. Um, so I don't know if I can ever say that I have stopped feeling guilty. I don't even know if that's the right word anymore, but questioning, wondering, those things I still do now. I mean, I don't know if I ever fully feel like I've figured it out or I have a clear you know, vision of everything it is. Um, but I think, especially in college, I definitely didn't worry or question or search as much. I was, I, I went to school at Texas State and I was very much like in love with just being in college and, and all those things. So I didn't, I didn't spend as much time really on that note mm-hmm. at all in college. Um, now, what I wanted to ask was you said when you and your husband got married, you both were kind of on the same page, not organized religion, but you both believe in, believed in God. And so I wanted to know what, what was your concept of God? And do you think that, and how did you, how did you build that right. concept? So my concept of God, and I, I mean, I don't know if this is even, I won't use the right terms or anything like that. I, I don't know anything about, about the Bible. I know the basics of everything. I just know there is somebody bigger and better out there over us. That's really all I have. I mean, that's as, as probably basic as it's, as it could be put, but I just know that there's, there's something more than me. Um, you know, and I, I believe in all sorts of things like that, just within karma and just the world and, and all of these things, we're not just, you know, floating along. Things are, things are happening, um, outside of just us walking around every day. Um, it can't be that simple. So can I follow up with another question uh, yeah. that kind of rabbit holds off of that a little bit? Uh, a common narrative that that we hear is if you don't believe in the words of the Bible, and if you don't prescribe to a God that is with fitting within that mold, then how do you, where do you possibly get your sense of morality and immorality. How do you know what's right and wrong? So, but, and cause that's the other thing. I mean, gosh, I don't know if I'm going to just like burn if I no. say this, but I believe the Bible's a book. Like I really don't, I know that, gosh, that, that means so much more to so many people, but I do believe there are stories in there that are not meant to be taken literal and that you can learn from it just like you can anything else. And and I also think there's so many religions and gods and different things in this world. Who am I to say what one God is the right God or what one religion is the end all be all? I am being respectful to the fact that there is something bigger than us. And I guess where I draw the line in right and wrong is, is I, I don't know, maybe that just is what I feel in my heart, what I've been taught by my parents what I believe with my husband is, you know, where we, where we draw the line of right and wrong. Um, so I guess I've just kind of organically created that on my own. Um, and I don't know, I mean, sometimes it seems strange to me that people need somebody to tell them that, like, is that not already in your brain or your heart? How do you not know how to treat other people or, you know, that this is right or wrong? So yeah, it's it's interesting hearing an answer to that question from somebody. I, I think it's hard to uh, argue that even you haven't been touched by some element of Christianity yeah. just because you grew up in Texas, but yeah. certainly not to the extent that I and the other two have. So it's right. interesting to yeah. get that that answer from somebody outside of that. Well, and I think I still like I still know that I don't know so much. Like, I am still aware. I am never in any, like, aspect, uh, not even just religion, you know, politics or things that I even am really passionate about. I'm never going to act like I know all those things because that's ignorant. And I definitely don't know. Um, I, there's a lot of things in Christianity and just religion in general that I, I don't know. I guess I used to feel like I was missing out on them. And now... I don't know. I don't feel that as much anymore that I'm missing out on anything. Um, and that does kind of bring me to my kids. Um, it's been a dialogue for my oldest is eight years old. And so, you know, Josh and I have talked since she was born about, you know, what do we want? You know, we're kind of presenting the world to her. Like, how do we want to do that? 
you know, we both knew Josh actually more so than me is very adamant on not going to church. Um, he does not feel like he gained anything from being forced to go to church his whole life. Um, and it was Catholic. Um, and so he, and any other church he's gone to like the non-denominational with, with bands and all of that, he just thinks it's kind of a joke. Like church should be taken seriously. And, um, yeah, but, that's the Catholic in him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we just knew that there wasn't really a church that we, I mean, I obviously haven't didn't come to the table with anything, and, and he didn't want to really do that, but I also didn't want them to feel like I did, which was just kind of clueless on it all. Um, so, you know, we had a lot of thoughts on it, and we've gone back and forth there for a while. We tried to do something called Humble Sunday, which was just our version of church in our house. We always had uh, Sunday breakfast together, and so we would just talk about different things. And honestly, it's still a good concept, and we still love the idea. It's just our girls were really young when we started. I mean, I don't even know if Hazel—yeah, Hazel was just itty-bitty— um, so it just went over their heads. And so we've, we've <laughs> talked about, you know, coming back around to that. And, and Maggie, we obviously now we can have a lot of good conversations with her uh, right and wrong and those things. And so in preparing for this podcast, we actually said we need to bring back Humble Sunday so we can just because I think at the end, it, I, as long as my girls are good humans and they care about others and they want to help others, that's really the end goal for me. So um you know, it, we're we're not going to be people that go to a church and feel like we have to sit down. And and I've been we we were trying to uh, get Maggie into a daycare and on the application, it asked us which church we were affiliated with. And I don't it probably shouldn't have, but it pissed me off. I was like, what, are you not going to take my kid if I put down that we don't go to church? I mean, Wait, I what was this application for? Like it was to get her into a daycare. And they needed to know for whatever reason what church I was at. Like a Christian-based daycare yeah. or something? Well, I'm, my friends, they yeah. just filled out it's, an application for a daycare. And it asked them that, too. It was a church and it asked them daycare. That. Yeah. Wow. And so, um, you know, I'm like, all right, well, that just... I, I don't know. I can't. I can't imagine what basis they would have. I mean, are you going to treat my kid differently if I put something else down? I mean, it was really confusing because it was like, okay, well, if I if I had a church that I believe really strongly in, and I wanted her to be taught that during the day, maybe I'd. But I'm coming here to you, so I don't know. It was just one of those things where I'm like, it's, it's a really strange thing how, um, towns, whole towns can be based around where you go to church and, and what you do. And I remember my first teaching job was in Maypearl and it's so tiny. And one of my parents asked me, um, where I went to church and I was honest and told her that we didn't. And she was livid. I mean, she was so upset. Like, uh, and she wanted her kid out of my class. I don't know if she thought I was like teaching about Satan. I don't know, but in Maypearl, they only it's one it's Singleton, so there's no other yeah. you know teacher oh, for that grade and that subject. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah. I don't know. See, see if this makes sense. I, I feel like a lot of people that are like in mine and Megan and Nate's situation, they're they kind of have the sweater. In, in our case, faith, you know, was a big part of it. Things would happen that would cause us to pull threads and sure. and whatnot. Your story almost seems somewhat the opposite of that in, in a way where it's like you were not given that faith element and and things would happen to you that almost just proved it right. Right. That... that I don't know the judgment and the and the hatred and 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 just the whatnot. It's like I'm glad I wasn't given that that particular thread. Yeah, I've been really trying to come up because I, you know, and talking about having holes mm -hmm. in my sweater when I grew up, I was trying to come up with this metaphor of they weren't holes; they were actually open windows for me to see. Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to come up with something because. I do feel like sometimes it is like, man, I missed out on something. And then other times it's like, whoo, 
I dodged a bullet because, yeah. you know, maybe I... I don't know that your sweater, and me hearing it, I don't know that I would say that your sweater had holes. I think right. that that was a sweater that you were given. Yeah. And you were never... I think that things have happened to you that that proved the threads of your sweater true. Right. Maybe set yeah. another that, group that followed. told you you had holes in your sweater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. true. Maybe that's just how I felt. But really, I just had pockets, <laughs> yeah. you know, or something like, I don't know. That, um, what so, you're saying yeah. sounds a lot like I've been having conversations with my husband because he didn't grow up religious, too. And he said almost the exact same thing that you just said of, like, sometimes he feels like, dang, I... I missed out on this experience that a lot of people went on. But then when he hears some of our stories, he's like, maybe I kind of dodged a bullet there, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Well, and that's why, you know, when Megan like was texting me about all this, I'm like, I don't know if I have a story to share because it's so backwards or opposite of all the things that have been shared on here that, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I, that's, I think where I'm at now is like, I'm, I'm worried about the sweater I'm knitting for my own kids. And I want them to, um, you know, see the world however they want to see it, you know, whatever that is, but it's like, how do you share these things with them? I think there's a lot of other things like Josh always tells me, it's like, there's a lot of ways to, you know, go to church. Like, why don't we, um, there, there's like a little organization in San Antonio that, you can help pass out uh, meals to the homeless, like little, you know, brown bags. And he was like, why don't we go do that one day? Why don't we do some things in our community? And that's our church. And I'm like, yes, now you're talking on the same level that I'm at, you know? So, so those are kind of things and goals that we have for them that we hope kind of fill any void or anything that they feel like they're missing. And just to instill, you know, maybe that is giving them the moral compass of what's right and what's wrong. So, um, there was one other story I want okay. to share, and this was before I had kids. I was, um, I had graduated college. I'm trying to remember how far out I was, maybe two years out of college. Um, Josh and I lived in Dallas, and my nephew, he was four years old at the time, we found out that he um, had lymphoma. And so at the time, I was actually working for, I didn't graduate to be a teacher, so I was I was working at Child Protective Services, and um which was a really difficult job and I wasn't making any money. And my sister was pretty much a single mom. And so um, I ended up quitting my job so that I could just be in the hospital with her and my nephew. And so while we were there, cause it was about a year of just appointments and surgeries and chemo and all the things. But one day I remember being in there with him and um, you know, because I, I don't know why this is, but when bad things happen, people, Sometimes people are mad at God or mad at, you know, whoever. And I don't know if I ever was mad at God for making this happen. But I was sitting there one day with, it's like a little chemo room and each kid has like little sections with a TV and they can play games or uh, watch movies or whatever. And so we're in there with the room of like eight kids. And there's a little boy who we ended up getting to know really well. And his mom had to drop him off every day. So he had to just go to chemo alone every day or whichever days he had his chemo rounds uh, because she had to work and she was, you know, by herself. And it was making me feel really lucky for Tyler. And, and I just was having a lot of emotions. And one of them was that this, this God up here doesn't have, he is not a puppet master. He doesn't control these things that happened to us because He's not going to make this kid, and, and this kid had a way worse, you know, prognosis than Tyler. Um, I just think that we put a lot of pressure on God to fix things or to not fix things. And there, in my mind, he doesn't control any of these things. He's not going to give any kid cancer if he can control that, right? But he can't. Um, these are just things that happen in the world. Um, and so I get really frustrated sometimes when people— either turn to God and say, oh, he answered my prayers. He saved my grandma or whatever. Well, look at all the grandmas he didn't save. You know, how is that fair to them? Did he only save your grandma because you prayed to him? You know, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's, we we put 
all of this like answering prayers or being upset at God or, or being whatever blessed. the case is, all these emotions. <laughs> yes, or being blessed. And hashtag I think blessed. Yeah, hashtag blessed. It's so true because I'm like, <laughs> um, I think it's a really easy out for people to have somebody to say, I I'm gonna put my anger here or I'm gonna put my being thankful here or whatever. And it's like, I, I think I'm guilty of that sometimes too. I really am. Every morning, I'm not even a religious person. And every morning I say just a quick prayer and I, I thank God that my girls are healthy and safe. And I don't even know why I do that because I'm, I'm a hypocrite talking about how people do that. <laughs> but it's like, I think that sometimes religion is just an answer for people when they don't know what else, where else to put it or whatever, you know, what else the answer is. And um, so, yeah, I think that, that that day for me in the hospital was like, man, I don't know what I believe, but I know that I can't get mad. I can't have put my expectations on him to fix or to change things in my life. Like that's up to me and that's up to, and, and, and sometimes things just happen, you know, and, and that's not, there's nobody to blame. Um, and so, you know, I think a lot of times it's just an easy answer. Like, okay, God will take care of it. You know, there's a lot of people that say that, like, just put it in prayer and you're going to be fine. No, Karen, I got to do something if I want to change this, you know, or whatever. Like some people on Facebook just drive me freaking crazy about asking for prayers and doing this and that. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not saying I don't believe in the power of prayer. Maybe that's maybe that's true. And I'm the idiot over here not praying enough. I don't know. Um, but the person I'm thinking is up there kind of running or you know up there up there is they're not a puppet master they're not deciding what happens to each one of us who's going to die and who's going to live so i don't know and you know you hear all these stories i think there's there's books out of people like almost going to heaven and coming back and so maybe i need to read up on those i don't know but uh it's it's interesting because it's like i don't know it the three of us, we, it's like we speak this language. I, yeah. I, I, this is something that was kind of brought to my mind earlier when you were talking, when you were talking about socializing with these people. And it's almost as if they were speaking this language that you didn't speak and so you didn't quite understand and it made it, you know, you disconnected from it. And, and like your brain is trying to work out what I've said. If I, if I asked, the, they would be able to connect those know, dots quick. For sure, yeah. The, the language, you know. To me, it sounds like a much lighter way to live. <laughs> possibly i mean i don't know if i'm like ignorance is no i don't see it as ignorance you know but i see it like... as not being as affected by i don't know probably like man-made well see because there is this vibe and it's not anything that any one person or church gave me but there is this, like, there's just this little bit of cultishness, mm -hmm. and I don't want to use that word, it's okay. but it's like... You can use it here. This is a safe just, space. <laughs> I, it's like, <laughs> but it is, it's like, we're all going to come in here and we're going to believe these things, and if you don't believe these things, then, I mean, different churches are going to give different, you know, consequences or whatever, but it's like, is there not an idea that, hey, we're going to come in here and talk about these things, but we're also really open to other ideas and possibilities. And maybe this isn't the one and only way. Like, so I don't know. And and I think churches, there are some that are now starting to like have this more open mindset and kind of storyline that I would maybe be able to get on board with. But the ones that are like, this is how it is. This is what the Bible says. Everybody else is going to hell. I'm like, Grow up. I don't know. I'm just like that. That cannot possibly be the world yeah. I live in because, and maybe, you know, one day I'll find out otherwise, but it's like, I, I do have one life and I'm not going to be just overtaken with, and, and like I told you guys, I am a natural worrier and overthinker about most everything in my life. So I'm not, not thinking about these things, but I'm definitely not going to be told, um, you know, negative things about me when I know I'm a good person. And so I don't need any extra guilt. I don't need any extra right, worry because right, I've right. already got some of that. Well, I was going to say there's this quote that I found and I sometimes feel like this is kind of what the church, this is how I feel like some churches are. 
It says it's hard to hear God's voice when you've already decided what you want him to say. And I feel like I have been around Christians that already know what God's going to say. And they already know they, they are so smart. They know everything. They know it all. And so they don't have any room or capacity to hear anything else. And that is the opposite of a kind of person I want to be. So I'm sorry. Ooh, I know that was you. great. <laughs> that was really I like good. That. I was just thinking about how I like one of the things I'm pulling from your stories is just like the, I don't know what the word is, but like the empowerment, but also like personal responsibility as part of your belief system. I really appreciate that aspect. Like when you were talking about the story of visiting the hospital and stuff and like just putting your thoughts and your, um, anger or your feeling of happiness, blaming that or thanking God for those things. But like you're here, you have responsibility and you have power in your own life to make choices and be the kind of person that you want to be. Um, you know, to, to some degree, I, I think that's a really strong message. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I am someone that like, I, I mean, I'm telling y'all if I, if I stay up too late one night, if I like stay up past midnight, the next day I'll be like, Josh, I am just paying for what I did yesterday. (laughs) I, cause I believe that like, that was my choice. I made it. And then the next day I'm gonna, you know, whatever, be tired. And, um, so yeah, I think that we have a lot, like sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit because we have the ability to, to kind of make these decisions for ourselves or own up to them or have accountability. Um, so, you know, I think, and, and that, that is definitely what I'm trying to teach my kids. Um, cause I mean, y'all we're in school. We know kids are just like little crazy assholes running around. Like we got to make sure that they know, I mean, I, you know, and I, I love my students. I do, but it's like, gosh, we gotta, somebody's gotta be teaching these kids, like just how to be human and how to see people, you know, without all the other things that go on in the world and putting that on everybody. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if what I'm doing is right or wrong or any of those things, but it feels right to me in my heart. I mean, I still kind of just go off of that one conversation my dad and I have. That's so much what I stand by. Um, And so, yeah. That's awesome. I don't know. (laughs) John 3.16 says that nobody goes to the Father except through him. Jesus. Nobody goes to the Father except through Jesus. Okay. Is that something that you, you're, you're a worrier. Is that something that you find yourself worrying about? Like the afterlife? Am I doing it right? Am I teaching my kids right? Yes. I mean, I have definitely, um, I mean, gosh, isn't it Catholics that say like a baby is born sinful and if they don't, if you don't get them baptized, they go to hell or is that Catholic? Purgatory. Oh, it's all, it's all all of us. Okay. It's all of us. Yeah. Um, You can pray babies out of purgatory. In, oh, okay. in the Catholic Church, you can. Oh well, yeah, we can't do that. We have yeah. we have See, an age of accountability see how silly though. That sounds. <laughs> yeah, but you guys yeah. don't believe in purgatory, so they're but, just going no, to hell. That's... No, what Megan yeah. said. There's an age that limit. They, they, oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> what verses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. John three seventeen. <laughs> and all y'all's religion, I'm going straight to hell. I'm assuming. Well, Right. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, um, 100%. yes, I do worry about that. I really do. But I also, I'm just like, I okay, this is, this is going to push the boundary of what I'm saying. Okay, but Jesus, God, whomever, I, I think that they also understand that we are in an adapting world, that they have, they know that, maybe this is just what I tell myself to feel better they know that I'm not living in the same world that, you know, was hundreds of hundreds of years ago. These are all the things that I'm faced with. These are all the things that I'm seeing every day. There's all these religions. There's not a clear path to any of them. Nothing in my life has ever pushed me to go to one thing or another. Um, And so am I just some forgotten soul 
or am I, or are things looked at differently than how they were written in a book all these years ago? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Um, so yeah, as, of course as, I worry about that. As someone who has more atheist leanings, I, I, <laughs> it seems, uh, like people create the God that they need to sure. find emotional comfort in. And it's like you saying your view of God, God allows, or these things happen. God's not controlling them, right? He's not, he or she or whomever is mm -hmm. not actively giving these kids, you know, diseases and right. cancer, but it's happening and they're aware of it. Uh, you're, you're creating, your concept of God is one that makes you emotionally comfortable, right? Right. And it, it seems like, you know, with any denomination that I see, it's kind of a similar thing where their view of God, like you look at how the the view of Jesus in uh, the American evangelical culture has changed over the last 50, 60 years to, to kind of fit their version of what they think right. makes them feel good. Uh, yeah, it's just interesting to hear as, as you're kind of, you know, you've got this homemade sweater that you're sewing yourself. Um, with threads you've picked up culturally and from friends and from your husband and everything. Um, you're kind of, you know, I don't know. It's just interesting to see that objectively. But, but I think you kind of nailed it when you're saying that people are creating their version of it to feel better. Like I'm just as guilty as any religious person that goes to church every Sunday because I am doing that in my head. Um, I even went through a weird period when I, when I first was married to Josh, Josh's dad passed away like two months before I met him. And I don't know why, but I went through this phase where if I was going to pray, I would only pray to his dad. And I felt more comfort in talking to him than I did to possibly a made up person, you know? And so, um, and sometimes when I pray, I still feel like I'm talking to both. It's really like whoever can listen. Um, but yeah, I think it's all about finding comfort in what we think is okay because we nobody knows that answer. I mean, we can all think whatever we want to think, but there's no there's nobody saying, "Yep, this is I mean, there's a lot of people saying, "Yes, this is the right way," but um there's there's no template that we can follow to be sure. So I think it does have to come down to like what do you feel in your heart is right? And and unfortunately, I think a lot of people including me are are trying to feel things in our heart to comfort us a little bit. Um, and I think I also do that because I feel like I missed out on something and maybe I just am a little bit more protected because I'm like, I got to believe in a little bit of something because I, I don't, I didn't even get all the lessons at school, you know, like I, I need to have something there. Um, but I don't know if that's right either. I don't know. No, I think, uh. Just talk, talking about this stuff is good. Having conversations like this is good and embracing uncertainty, I think is the best possible outcome. And to be able to say what you just right. said, like, I don't know. And yeah. to be okay with that. Right. And I think that there's a way to test it. Like, I think some feel that some feel testing it, like the way that they test it is, does the Bible say this? Does, is this an agreement with the Bible that it has often harmed other people? And another way to test it is, does this harm anybody? Uh, mm -hmm. Is this helping people? And if it's not harming yourself or anybody, and if it's it's it, you talked about like the the sweaters that you're knitting for your kids, and I think that at one point you talked about like service, you know, provide you know helping mm -hmm. others. That's a good test. It bears good fruit. Yeah. It, it's a good tree, and um, I I think that's a good way to test it. Yeah, that is definitely the kind of just roadmap I'm wanting to put out there and even for myself. I mean, for my girls, yes, because I'm guiding them, but it's like that, that's just needs to be, I, I am, I, I do feel like I am, I'm very caring even with my students. I bring that work home with me. It is very difficult to, for me if a kid is struggling in my class, you know, and um, I'm, I am so proud of myself actually for not crying at all on this because I'm a crier. <laughs> I am somebody that, like, you know, just, yeah. Well, you know what, y'all? I I read something the other day. Somebody was apologizing for for crying um, when they were talking about something. It was another podcast, and and the lady said, "Would you apologize if you laughed at something?" 
And he said, no. And she said, then why would you apologize for crying? Like, this is just your emotion towards this That's thing. Good. So that made me feel like, all right, I can cry whenever <laughs> I damn well please. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just trying to do things for other, being a good human, putting good things out into the world, you know, just like in general, just uh, even just with with being friendly to other people, being um, non-judgmental, because I think that, if anything, I mean, I'm a very open person, and anytime I find myself being judgy towards another person, it, it really makes me mad at myself. Like, that's something I constantly am, am making sure I'm not doing, because I don't want my students or my, my girls seeing that, or, um, so yeah, like, I, I, you gotta work on yourself every day, you gotta put good things out there, and I don't know, hopefully that's enough. I, I don't know, you know, but, um, no, that's that, definitely that's how awesome. I want to live. Yeah, you're, you're, you're pulling at threads like even the crying thing is a thread to pull yeah. at, right? Because it's something we're given as part of our belief. Laughing is yeah. fine. Crying is bad. And so yeah. you're, yeah. you're yeah. pulling at all of those threads. That's awesome. Um, I go running. Uh, I started running when like COVID hit. And I don't run a lot, but I, the, my whole neighborhood's like a little mile. And it's there are two big hills in it. And there is this one you're just coming down a hill and you can just kind of see all of San Antonio. It's really beautiful. And I told my husband, I, and I do, you know, a lot of deep thinking on these runs. And I came back one day and I'm like, I feel like I just went to church. Like, I I think this is maybe how people feel because I came back and I just, just, I don't know. It was something about like seeing the world that's so much bigger than us and this beautiful view and just feeling good about myself and that there's good people out there and there's good things happening and and being you know inspired to do better it's like okay so maybe my church doesn't always have to be in a building with people i can have that wherever it is if i bring back humble sunday with my girls or i just have this conversation with y'all like these can be my churches if i want to think of them that way i like that i'm with you on that very good stuff yeah you guys are awesome. Uh, that's true. Yeah, we can't argue with that. <laughs> truth is truth. <laughs> I guess there is absolute truth. You're right. Okay. Right. Yeah, that was our conversation with Heather. Uh, it was great to talk to. Really, I thought she had a very interesting story. I enjoyed yeah. that one. Shout out to Heather. Thanks for listening, as always. And we hope to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah, reach out. Tell us about a different sweater other than this tired old evangelical sweater we keep talking about. Uh, Maybe we will re- need to re-record later. <laughs> yeah, so anything else we need to tell everybody before we go? No, I, I really do just want to uh, thank you guys for continuing to listen, and we really do hope to hear from you um and your thoughts and um and, and your ideas mm-hmm. definitely yeah it's been fun and and interesting for us to listen to everybody's personal journeys and stories so keep it coming keep listening we appreciate you we'll see you next time next time cliff was that good enough for you did we do okay Sure, one of the two will work. (laughs) Wow. A ringing endorsement. (laughs) Uh. And there's our ender.